in between the jet lag. How many of you get jet lag when you come? And it wasn't too bad, except for waking up at 3 and 4 in the morning. But other than that, I'm cool. I'm speaking Filipino now. We use eyebrows and lips. But if you have your Bibles, I want you to go to the book of Ezekiel, chapter 47. If I were to put a title on it, which I didn't, I would call it Step Out. Everybody say, Step Out. And what I want to do is I want to challenge you. You know, I, I could have had a three, four-point, homiletically perfect sermon and taught this morning, but I don't think we need that. I think we need a challenge. You know, summertime is coming. It's going to be good weather, I hope, coming very soon. It's kind of cold here. Man, what kind of weather is this? It's supposed to be Memorial Weekend, and it's raining, it's freezing. I'm ready to go home where it's nice and warm and raining. You guys think it rains. It doesn't rain here. Yesterday we come out and it goes, oh, it's raining. That's not rain. That's precipitation. In the Philippines, it rains. In fact, Brother Toby had his little computer with the Baha, which is flood. He's showing you, this is how it rains. Because when it rains there, in like three minutes, you got floods like this. Amen? That's rain. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn there to Ezekiel 47. We're going to begin in verse 1. Are you with me? I want you guys to cut loose this morning, okay? I want you to be able to interact because the Holy Spirit wants to do something special within your life here this morning. I believe that with all my heart. Okay, let's begin in verse 1. Then he brought me back to the door of the temple, and there was water flowing from under the threshold of the temple toward the east. For the front of the temple faced east, the water was flowing from the right side of the temple south of the altar. He brought me out by way of the north gate and led me around on the outside to the outer gateway that faces east. And there was water running out on the right side. And when the man went out to the east with the line in his hand, he measured 1,000 cubits. And he brought me through the waters, and the water came up to my ankles. Everybody say ankles. Again he measured 1,000 and brought me through the waters, and the water came up to my knees. Everybody say knees. Again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through, and the water came up to my waist. Say waist. Again, he measured 1,000, and it was a river that I could not cross, for the water was too deep. Everybody say deep. Water in which one must swim, a river that could not be crossed. He said to me, Son of man, have you seen this? Then he brought me and returned me to the bank of the river. When I returned, there along the bank of the river were very many trees on one side and the other. I want you to tell somebody next to you, I'm going somewhere. Say it like you mean it. Hopefully you're going to evangelize tonight. I'm going to throw some commercials out. Hopefully you're going to get involved in a journey as well. Amen? See, the river... It speaks of progression. And I want to tell you, our life in Christ, like he said, is a journey. It's a journey of progression. If you're not progressing in the things of God, you're regressing. Are you with me? 
So a river speaks of? We're taking pop quizzes along the day, so get ready. Okay, because I want to make sure you're catching this here this morning. What does it speak of? Progression. I'm glad you said that. See, I'm not where I want to be right now, but I'm not where I used to be. Are you with me? I may not be at point Z, but I'm not at A either. I'm somewhere in the middle. I'm on my journey doing what God called me to do. Are you with me this morning? See, I'm somewhere in between. I'm on my way. And that's where God wants us. He doesn't expect us to get saved and make it to the end. It's all about the journey. It's all about the journey. And I really believe with all my heart, you can't just stay at the ankle. You just can't stay at the knee. You just can't stay at the waist. you got to progress. And that's what we're going to talk about here this morning. See, a river, he finally got to the place where he couldn't walk anymore. Are you with me? I don't know if you've ever been to the rivers. When river water gets deep, it gets scary because you're no longer in control. And see, that's what God wants. He wants us to lose control so he can be in control. Are you with me? See, you ain't seen nothing yet. Turn to your neighbor and tell him that. Like you mean it. You ain't seen nothing yet. God is about to do something new within this ministry, within this church, within your life. You haven't seen anything. He's going to do something great. See, you can't sit on the bank. Hello. You can't splash around in the ankle-deep water. That's for kids. That's what children do. They, they get to the bank and they just go like this. You stomp your feet, clap your hands. That's good. I like that song but not in the river. Amen? Are you guys with me? See, we got to get that out of our mind. you got to get to the point in your life where you say, you know what, I want more from God. I'm not satisfied where I'm at. I need to change. I want to progress. I want to do something different. See, you may be in a rough spot right now. How many know we're all in rough spots? The economy is a worldwide thing. And it's crashing all around us. And you know, some of us are losing jobs. We're losing houses. We're going through trials and tribulations. But let me tell you, you may be in a rough spot. But I got to tell you, you will not drown. God is not going to let you drown. He has invested so much in your life, he's not going to let you go down. Are you with me? He's invested his son, our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. What a great investment. If he's willing to send his son, he's not going to let you go. I don't care what the doctor said. I don't care what the bank said. I don't care what, the, what anybody said. God will not let you drown. He is in charge. He's in control. Are you with me? He's invested in your life. You're going to make it. Turn your name and say, I'm going to make it. I don't care if I got zeros in my bank account with no numbers. That's like my bank account. I like to just put numbers in front and make it look good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it's all right. Because he owns the cattle on? Thousand. He owns those hills too. Amen? You're going to make it. The devil might be lying to you. The devil might say, you ain't going to make it. God don't care about you. But you know what? God allows us to wait for a reason. Because he's strengthening us. When your miracle comes, it doesn't come right away. You got to go through something to get it. You got to start at the ankles. 
you got to continue to progress. See, the devil might be lying. He might be saying, no, you're not worth it. You're not going to make it. But God has invested in your life. He will not let you go down. He will not let you drown. See, sometimes when you're going after the honey, you get stung by the bee. How many like honey? I love honey. But when you're going after the honey, you're going to get stung. But let me tell you, it's worth it, right? It's worth it. You got to go through it to get to it. Success does not come in the easy times. It comes through stressing out. It comes through going through trial. It comes by being committed and making it happen. See, you may be struggling with issues that seem big, but you're going to make it because we're going somewhere. My first point. That was my intro. The river was ankle deep. Duh. For you, you that are taking sign language, that's slang for duh. I asked Shane, I go, you know what this means? She goes, no, I got slang. Duh. See, what do the ankles speak of, the ankle deep water? What does it speak of? It speaks about the end of the old. It speaks about the end of the old. But not really anything new happening yet. You're just getting started. You're just stepping in. So you're saying, I don't want to be the way I was. I'm ending the old, but nothing really is happening yet. I'm in the water, but there's not much change. Are you with me? I'm saved, but I'm not sanctified. Hello. I'm saved, but I'm still selfish. I still don't want to give to United We Can. I don't want to trust God with my money. Who got quiet? You guys are laughing about the lips and the eyebrows. When you talk about money, everybody. everybody. I'm saved, but I still got sinful desires. Hello. You're saved, but still there's not a whole lot happening in your life. That's kind of like what that song was about, right? Until you step out. You're in the water, but barely. You can kind of go either way. That's like when you just get converted, man, and you're like straddling the fence. You're in the water, but only this deep. And it's so easy to get back on the shore. It's easy to go the other way as well. You're in the water, but you're still in control. Because when you're only in ankle-deep water, you're in control. The water's not in control. Are you with me? You're in the water, but you still got anger issues. You're in the water, but you still got a bad temper. You're still talking bad to your family, your wife, your husband. You're still in the water, but there's still unforgiveness in your life, in your heart. There's still bitterness. You're in the water, but you're still feeding that old nature. What I like about just coming in and preaching, I can say whatever I want. Because <laughs> I get to go home. But not right now. I'm in the water, but still I have the desires of the flesh. Are you with me? You're in the water, but it's always, you know, 
You're stuck in ankle-deep water. Have you ever noticed, those of you that have been in the river fishing, you're going to get involved with Toby and the fishing thing? You know, fishing's good if you like to go out there and get wet and cold. Not me. I'd rather just go to the store, buy the fish, and eat it, you know? <laughs> Why sit out there at 4 o'clock in the morning and freezing and say, oh, I'm going to catch me a fish? Yeah. Then you've got to clean it. Just go buy it and cook it. Or better yet, go to a restaurant. Hello. Then you can get your pick. But when you're at the edge of the river, you know what happens? And you're, you're, you're splashing around at the edge. What happens? It gets muddy. It gets dirty. You can't really see anything. Right? You can't. It gets all dirty. See, because there's, oh, people that stand and hang out at the edge of the river in the ankle deep, they're always stirring things up. They're muddying up the congregation, so to speak. They're always complaining about something. They'd be at the men's breakfast, say, these plates are too small. These things were huge. This looked like the plate. I go, man, I could feed a family of five with this thing. They say, you want more? <laughs> no. I'm done, dude. I'm going to die if I eat any more of this stuff. Everybody's going, oh, the men's home. Men's home, the first one for seconds. Here I am. I'll eat. But I understand. I was in the home. We just eat until there's no more food. Amen. Amen. Those of you that are never in the home, you don't know. But when you're in a home, that's like, that's like the drug of choice. Food. That's why we get big in the home. But see, people that hang out in the mud and stir things up, they're always murmuring and complaining about something. It's too cold. It's too hot. It's too loud. I can't hear. It's too bright. It's not bright enough. Right? The seats are too hard. This guy preaches too long. You know, that kind of stuff. Don't get money now. See, people who are stuck in ankle-deep water get jealous when other people get raised up. They get jealous when God's moving in somebody's life. They get jealous, man, when somebody gets blessed. It doesn't happen here, though, right? When someone gets promoted, they, they form a committee, and it's called the stay-at-home committee. I'm just going to stay home. And they try to get as many people to go in that committee as possible. Then they'll come after about two or three weeks. They'll come in the Sunday morning, and they'll come with a, I bet you miss me attitude. Well, we miss you, but we didn't miss your attitude because you're bringing mud. Hello. We don't miss the attitude. Tell somebody next to you, you got to step out. You got to step out. Don't get stuck. Number two, the next level was the knees. Right? The knees speak of worship. The knees speak of humility. The knees speak of prayer. That's what the knees speak of. See, when you're knee-deep, your focus changes from self to Christ. All of a sudden, things begin to change because you're knee-deep now. And you want to know more about Christ. 
You want to humble yourself before God. You're not worshiping your flesh anymore, but you're worshiping Jesus. See, this is where you begin to make a shift, and you begin to progress. And this is where you begin to say, you know what, I want to serve the Lord. I want to worship God. I want to please God with my life. So all of a sudden, there's a bit of a change. The deeper you go in the river, the less control you have of your life. Remember, ankle deep, you can move easy. Knee deep, it gets a little bit harder, right? Because the currents or what have you, it gets a little bit harder, a little bit harder. See, the deeper you get, the stronger the influence of the river, right? The farther you get from the shore, the less pull of the world is upon your life. Because now you're getting deeper. You know, when you get to the waist, you move around, it moves you around if it's swift. If you get it in your neck, guess what? The river's in control, not you. It can take you wherever it wants. Amen? You can fight it, but it's going to take you. That's why number three, we talk about waist level. See, he progressed to waist deep water. Now the waist, this represents the loins, right? It speaks of reproductive power. Reproductive power. Are you with me? It goes beyond just being saved, but reproducing ourselves. Discipleship. I've seen that thing on the wall. It talks about discipleship. This is where we begin to trailblaze our future. This is where we begin to pour our lives into other people. This is where we begin to spend time with disciples. Not living for ourselves anymore, but living for others. Are you guys with me? This is discipleship. Now, I want you to notice something. The Bible said that Ezekiel was being led into this progressive revelation, but he still had a choice. He still had a choice. He didn't have to go. And that's what happens with us. We still have to make the choice to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. He had to take steps. He had to move into deeper waters. He had to go on. He had to leave where he was at. In other words, you can't get stuck where you're at. Whatever level you're at, you've got to move to the next level. You've got to move. If you're at the ankle deep, you've got to go to the knee deep. If you're at the knee deep, man, and you begin to give your life to God, you begin to worship, you begin to care more for what God thinks than you think, and all of a sudden, then you've got to go to waist deep, and you've got to begin to reproduce. Amen? You guys with me? It's very important we understand that. You can't stay where you're at. Turn with me to Hebrews 6. And we're going to look at verse 1, the first part. It says, therefore, let us leave the elementary teachings about Christ and go on to maturity. Go on to maturity. The word here is thero. It means to move forward, to be driven, to produce. See, when God saved us, he didn't just save us to get us into heaven. He saved us for a purpose, that we would move forward in the things of God, that we would be driven, that we would produce fruit that will last. That's what it's all about. See, so we have to check ourselves. Is our lives doing these three things? 
Are we moving forward every single day? Are we driven to do what God called us to do? Are we producing? See, we don't want to be stagnant. We're, com we're coming to a time in this ministry, in this church right now, where it's going to take people to grow to maturity. I mean, there's things taking place. God is a God of change. You remember in the book of Acts, when the early church wasn't doing what it should be doing, what happened? God allowed persecution to come upon the church. Because he said, they're not doing what I told them to do. I'm going to make them do it. See, we have to understand God is going to bring change, not because he's persecuting, but because he wants us to follow his will. He wants us to grow in the things of God. He wants to use your life for his honor and his glory. See, we're victory outreach, not in reach. That's why we're hitting the streets tonight, because we are called to reach out to the lost. There's a lot of things that, you know, I know they said May 21, we're all going to, you know, you guys, you guys didn't believe that, right? No man knows the day or the hour. Even Jesus didn't know. So some guy tells me he knows when Jesus is coming. Shut up! You don't know nothing, pal. But I know one thing. He's coming soon. Because if you read the Bible, and I, I pray you do, if you didn't get one, you got one now, right? The new one? Begin to read, and you're going to see that Scripture is being, prophecy is being fulfilled. It's just a matter of time until Jesus says, okay, God's going to say, Jesus, go get him. It's time. It's time. But we got to be ready. We got to be ready. That means we got to be about our father's business. And as the days get closer and closer, and if you look at the news, man, you look at the world. I mean, it's getting ready to happen. Everybody's coming against Israel, Armageddon, getting ready to jump off. Come on. I mean, you have to be a blind man not to see that. It's time to get about our Father's business. It's time to get busy for God. So if we're not doing it, God's going to put circumstance and situations before us that get us busy for him. Are you with me? So it's time to grow to maturity. It's time for us as a ministry to move forward. We may be leaving this building. Praise the Lord. God has a plan. He has a purpose. He knows what he's doing. Maybe we're too comfortable here. I don't know. But if we get about our father's business, he's going to reveal it. Amen? Maybe it's too small. See, we, it depends how you look at things. See, if you look through this perspective of God, perspective of men, oh, we haven't filled it yet. Well, perspective of God, maybe it's too, too small to fill. You never know. Right? So let's get about our father's business, man. But it's going to take all of us to grow to maturity. Christianity is not a spectator sport, man. You don't sit in the stands and say, yeah, go for it, man. Come on, linebacker, knock somebody down. Yeah. It's not about that. It's not about, it's about rolling up our sleeves and saying, I can do this. God has called me. He's anointed me. He's going to use my life. I'm going to do what he called me to do. But I've never shared my faith. Do it one time. You'll be hooked. One time. Try it today. Go out there with us, man. You're going to have backup. Will's going to be there. If you're scared, stand next to Will. Ain't nobody going to mess with you. Ain't nobody messing with you. 
we had to take him out of linebacker position because, man, he was knocking people down. They wouldn't get up. Ishmael's not too much smaller. Come on now. <laughs> Amen? But it's about us doing what God called us to do. Are you ready? You ready? Then I'll see you all here tonight. Amen. That was your commercial right there, bro. See, this is what keeps people from making progress. You know what it is? They don't want to grow up. They don't want to grow up. They want to stay babies, and let's just play patty cake on the side. Let's just cause mud. Let's just do like this, spin, 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 stomp, stomp, stop, and, and they don't do nothing for Jesus. God is saying, man, I want you to grow to maturity. I want you to progress. I want you to do something. But don't play, you're not a kid anymore. Put away childish things, and let's get busy for God. All right? See, people don't want to be responsible. People don't want to be dependable. It's easy to be a kid. You don't have to be responsible. You don't have to be dependable. You don't have to be committed. But it's time to grow up. It's time to grow up. See, people that are immature don't want to get out of their comfort zone. Because it's easy in the comfort zone. It's familiar. They would rather stand on what God has done before, and they stay flat-footed in the ankle-deep water. They're not ready to step out and see anything new. They don't want to take a risk. They want to lay on the past. You see, we honor the past, but we press on to the future. See, they don't want to swim into the unknown where God is doing something new. Because God is. God is always on the move. Amen? See, the river began under what? The altar. It began under the altar. This river symbolizes the life of the Spirit for us, for you and I. It begins with prayer. It's maintained through prayer. And it's increased through prayer. There's no progression in God without prayer. That's why it's very important we learn to get a hold of God. Because if we don't get a hold of God, we'll never mature. We'll never grow. We'll never go to that next level. You will never be greater than your prayer life. See, the man went out again and he measured. This is speaking of God's word. The line is the teaching and preaching of the gospel. See, you will never progress spiritually beyond your knowledge of the word. That's why it's important to get involved with Veti. That's why it's important to have devotion time, to spend time in the Word. Not just when you come to church. God speaks to you when you're not at church as well. Hopefully He's speaking to you right now. But He will also speak to you when you're at home in the wee hours. Did you ever wake up at 2 or 3 in the morning and wonder why? Does that ever happen to you? It's because God is trying to get your attention. Because during the day, he can't speak to you. The TV's on, kids are talking, people are calling you on the phone. All these different things are happening. But in the middle of the night, in the quiet time, that's when God gets your attention. And he wakes you up at 3 in the morning. Unless you got jet lag, you're up anyway. So that's a good time to talk to God. Amen. Lord, let me sleep. Lord, let me sleep. <laughs> but that's the time he can speak clearly to you. Why? No distractions. But what do we do? Oh, maybe I'm hungry. Let me go to the ref. 
Don't act like it's only me, okay? I know you guys go to the ref. Come on, let's tell the truth. We're in church, right? Oh, there's a burrito in there I didn't eat yet. I saved for tomorrow. I'm going to eat it now. Then we have nightmares. Hallelujah. <laughs> because we're not doing what God called us to do. We're feeding the flesh instead of the spirit. You want to get, you want to get closer to God? Take the Daniel fast. You'll get closer to God. You know what? Meat's going to taste bad. I just finished a Daniel fast, so I'm not going on this one. I don't care what you guys say. I, I just finished one. But you know what? I, I don't eat pork now because I can't stand the taste of it. Juan tried to give me yesterday, man, ham hocks and beans. I said, take that ham hock out of here. I'll eat the beans. Amen. I'm paying for the beans right now. Hallelujah. Are you guys with me? See, if you want to go deeper with God, you got to get deeper into his word. You have to. you got to know the word of God. It stretches us, it expands our thinking, and it expands our faith. You have to have the word of God in your life. See, the word will challenge you. And you, your, your progress is determined by your obedience. I don't care if you read the word, you know scripture backward and forward, you can recite revelation backwards and you're the devil, whatever. If, if you don't act on the word, if you're not in obedience with the word, it does nothing. It does nothing. I don't care how good you know. You know, I know people that know scripture. Man, they know everything. They can memorize all these memorizations and all this, but they don't live it. They don't live it. The devil knows the word too, but he doesn't live it. You got to be obedient. You got to be obedient to God's word. Don't get stuck in ankle deep. Don't get stuck at the knees. Don't get stuck at the waist. I'm not going to settle for it. I want to go swimming. How many want to go swimming? See, after Ezekiel reached the swimming waters, the deep, wide, and fast waters, he was then brought back to the bank where there was trees. You see, after God liberated us from bondage and we've reached a place where we admit that we don't know everything, Right? We're praying, we're studying the word, we're walking in obedience. Then, excuse me, then we reach the deep water. And this is when we reach a place where God can use us. Then we can show others the way out. That's what it's all about. We are called to show others the way out. Now, who was it that led Ezekiel out in that portion of scripture we read? The Bible said it was. Amen. Right? I want you to tell somebody, I am that man. If you're a woman, I am that woman. You are called to bring somebody out. I haven't been all the way yet, but I'm on my way. I haven't gone everywhere, but I've gone somewhere. And I'm going to keep moving forward. I want you to tell somebody, it's time to go deeper. How I many know we're honoring our legacy, right? Do you guys know what Pastor Steve's favorite scripture was? I'm going to read it to you. Because how I many know he lived in the deep? Psalms 107, 23, and 24. Others went out on the sea in ships and were merchants on the mighty waters. They saw the works of the Lord, his wonderful deeds in the deep. Mark that in your Bible because that was your... 
your spiritual father's favorite verses. That was it. He lived by those. Let me tell you something. In the deep is not only where you see God moving, it's where you see God using your life. But in the deep is also in the difficult areas. It's hard to be in the deep. It's easy to be on the side. Knee deep's not even hard. Waist deep, it gets a little bit harder. But when you're over your head and everything seems to be crashing around you, it's difficult. It's difficult. But see, those that learn how to live in the deep, they're rooted strong. They don't get their feelings hurt. They don't run away. They stand. They fight. They go forward. That's the kind of Christians we need. Pastor Steve called them thumbtack Christians. Remember that? He said there's two kinds. There's watermelon seed Christians. When you put pressure on a watermelon, see what happens. Ding! It'll shoot away. But when you put pressure on a thumbtack, it gets stronger. Because they're living in the deep. That's the kind of Christians we need in this church. The kind of men and women that are going to stand strong no matter what. Is that you? Tell somebody next to you, I'm standing no matter what. See, this step of going into the deep is the greatest step in your life because it's going to take you to a new level. It means a whole new dimension in your life. Because while you're coming out of the mud. See, the next step is taking you out of some drama in your life, some struggle in your life. How many know we got drama? I mean, every family has drama in it. Filipinos have a lot of drama. They're, they're drama queens over there. But everybody has drama. They love drama. That's why they're such good actors. Do you put a drama going? You have a play in the Philippines? Man, they're good. They're great. I mean, I have this one. I've gone through a couple of them. This one girl, man, she, you know, they kill her. She kills herself at the end, cuts her throat, and blood's all over the place. It looks real. Everybody's freaking out. But that's how they are, man. Drama! And see, that happens in our lives. But it's going to take you beyond the drama and the struggles of your life. It's going to take you out of the mud. You're not going to be stuck anymore. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm coming out. So you got to get ready because God is going to do something great. See, this anointing is going to accelerate your progress as you step out. You're getting ready to pass some people that have gotten comfortable. You're getting ready to pass some people that got satisfied. Because God wants to raise you up, and you need to understand that. It doesn't matter your background. It doesn't matter where you came from. If you're committed, man, you say, God, I want to go to the next level. I want to progress. I'm going from the ankles, the knees, the waist. I'm going over my head. I'm getting deep. That's the kind of people God's looking for. It doesn't matter your resume. It doesn't matter. God say, I'm looking for people that got a heart for me, that are willing to go to that next level and fight that fight of faith. It's time to get in the deep. You're one step away right now. Did you know that? You're one step away. One step away from an anointing that you'll never experience again. See, you're one step away from the miraculous. See, somebody's feeling the tug of the Holy Spirit right now. You're sitting there. Maybe he's talking to me. No, it's not me. It's the Holy Ghost talking to you. He's about to do something in your life. And you just got to cut loose and stop thinking with your head and start thinking with your heart and let God move you. Let God shift you. Let God do what he has to do within your life. 
Deep calls to deep. Come on, AJ. Deep calls to deep. Let me tell you something. To stay at the level you're at right now, you know what you're going to do? You're going to grieve the Holy Spirit. You grieve the Holy Spirit. You're going to frustrate your faith because you know deep, deep, deep down inside, God has something greater for you. God wants to do something with your life. You're going to frustrate that. You're going to choose stagnation if you don't take a step of faith. You're going to get stuck in the mud. I've known people that have been stuck in the mud for a long time. It's time to break three. Say, you know what? I'm not going to be in the mud anymore. I'm shaking that off of my feet. I'm going to do what God called me to do. I'm not going to be satisfied in ankle-deep water. I'm not going to be satisfied in knee-deep water. I'm not going to be satisfied at waist-deep water. I want to go all the way in. I want to go all the way in. I want to have everything that God has for me. Don't settle for crumbs. Don't settle for a splash. God wants to do a tsunami in your life. I want to go over my head. I want to experience the glory of God greater than I ever have. That's what I want. I want to drown in his glory. I want to be ready for the future. What about you? The Bible says the water started flowing from the south side of the altar. You want your anointing? I'm asking you to stand. It started at the altar. That's what the Bible says. You want your anointing? Come to this altar and say, Lord, fill me. Fill me. The altar's open right now. I'm not going to play games. Because this is not for people that want to splash around in the mud. This is for people who say, you know what? I want to get serious with God. I'm going to take my time and let God fill me. I'm going to let God use me. This is real stuff. This is life and death. We're not playing games. The waters that flowed from the altar were increasing. They kept increasing and increasing and increasing. God wants to put a progression in your life where you'll keep increasing and increasing. Don't think with your head. Don't try to figure it out. Let your heart, God looks at the heart. Let your heart. Oh, God, I'm coming your way. I'm coming your way. I'm coming your 